0: Welcome, everyone, to our NCAA social series. This is episode number 58, and we have yet another championship edition. I'm Andy Katz, pleased to be joined by Nathan DeSantos from Marshall, the Thundering Herd, their first ever national championship in men's soccer, winning the College Cup. And not to be undone, uh, because it was right there, back to back, Julie Doyle from Santa Clara, national champions in women's soccer and the soccer. In the College Cup, uh, first national championship in 20 years for the Santa Clara Broncos. So look, I, I want to get to each match because I re-watched parts of them earlier uh, before we got together. Because I wanted to feel it again, that, that adrenaline that, that you guys felt and I think all of us felt in watching. So first, um, I, you know, I'm just curious, just the fact that this was an event. We haven't always seen that uh, in the College Cup. Men's, women's, same location in Cary, North Carolina. I know it was done initially because of COVID to keep everything sort of in one spot, but it kind of felt like, to me from afar, like a celebration of this sport. Uh, Julie, I'll start with you. What'd you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, it kind of reminded me of the, the fun club days where every team would be in the same hotel room, and, you know, if you get knocked out, they'd go home, and if you're still in it, it was like less and less people there, so... Um, I I actually enjoyed the experience and I thought it gave my team an opportunity to get closer with each other and, you know, do fun activities with one another.
2: (laughs) Nathan? Yeah, I would definitely agree. Uh, You know, I'm sure you know a lot of our boys, uh, they kind of come from far away. So any chance we get to go somewhere together, go somewhere different, uh, it's always a great experience to just travel and and be together, you know, 24-7.
0: Well, it's a great location. Years ago, I'm dating myself, but I actually went to an early college cup uh, in the early 90s. I don't even want to know when you guys were born. Um, and it was in Cary, North Carolina. So it's been sort of a, you know, an oasis for college soccer. For whatever reason, they've got a great facility. Uh, so before we get into the actual matches, what did you guys think of the way this was put on in the spring? Not the norm, which I'll get to in a moment, but just as an event as a national championship event in Cary, North Carolina. Julie, then Nathan.
1: Yeah, I think they did a great job. I mean, especially for being in a pandemic and like no one had any cases, that's just amazing. Um, Everyone, every team is there for a reason and it was to win a national championship. So everyone was doing the right things and getting tested every other day and did what we needed to do to win.
2: Yeah. And I would just say that, you know, everything felt good. You know, it didn't matter that it was in the spring. I know we're a big supporter of the 21st century model. We want to be playing year round. We want to have, you know, uh, NCAA championships in the spring semester. Uh, And I think North Carolina was a great place. The weather was awesome. The venues were great. Uh, Overall, the experience was, was really incredible.
0: All right, Nathan, you've opened it uh, because uh, I don't know, you know, if the athletic directors and commissioners will be on board here, but, I loved it. You know, one thing that I know that, um, is an issue, uh, is that when you get into December, uh, weather can be a major problem. So can darkness. I know they have lights, but, um, it's a different game when you have to like wear layers and, you know, that ball can feel pretty hard when it's pretty cold out. Um, so I know this was you know, unusual circumstances, but Julie, take me through like just the thought process of, of playing it in the spring.
1: I enjoyed it. Um, going off of that, the weather was for the most part good. There was one game where it was super interesting. We had a lightning delay, um, but we stayed ready and we waited for the team before us to finish their PKs, but, um, there was always a field open for us to practice at, um, everybody, every team was managed well and, Yeah, I just want to thank you guys because there is a lot of work, hard work put into that. So thank you.
2: (laughs) Nathan, Uh,
0: fall versus spring.
2: um, You know, like from a weather standpoint, it's like, you know, I'm from north of the border, so I'm pretty used to the cold. I'm pretty used to playing like in uh, pretty poor conditions. And, uh, you know, not everybody's used to that, but uh, I think kind of leading into summer, having that nice weather in the spring, that big championship, I think, you know, I know it was this year was supposed to be played in Santa Barbara, which would have been an awesome, right? But uh, I think Kerry was still an awesome venue.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, so let's go to these matches because I think we need to revisit them. Uh, I can't remember a time where we had both men's and women's, I don't care what sport it is, come down literally to a final play, if you will, a final kick in this instance. Let's start with Marshall. Um, you know, Neil Roberts, he had the, the, the magic foot there. Uh, I mean, he had the you know, essentially the the winning goal against Georgetown, um, you know, that was in the Elite Eight, uh, What semis against Carolina, and then the final against Indiana, 1-0. You know, Nathan, it always feels sometimes, I don't care, also one sport, so often it's not the first shot, uh, it's the second one, uh, because the first shot obviously went off the deflection of the goalie, and then he was right there, Jamil, to pop it there into the corner. Um, if you can just take me through that, that, just that that moment, you're in overtime against Indiana. Marshall's never been in this position before. Indiana's expected to win. And then it just pops there in overtime.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting situation, right? Um, though, the thing with that is like, we sure we, you know, as a team, we'd never been to the college cup before. We'd never been there, but, and you know, you can say Indiana has a history, but nobody on that Indiana team was there either. Right. At the end of the day, it was just another game. And uh, Jamil Jamil has a great ability to be in the right place at the right time. It's really one of his strengths. And I'll be the first to tell you, I think I've watched that overtime at least 50 times already, you know, on YouTube. So I probably account for a lot of those views on the NCAA soccer channel, cause it's just been surreal watching that over and over. Just, it's the perfect way to end And for him. The last kick of his collegiate career is winning, you know, a national championship. And I don't think it gets, you know, any better than that. So.
0: But, but also the after, um, and I know you know this is a few weeks back. We're in an even much better place now with restrictions being reduced, but the crowd, uh, some filtering on to the to the uh, to, to the pitch, you know. And then I mean, even just the swarm of you guys. I think six months ago, people were really like, "No, you know, stay away. <laughs> you know, don't yeah. do that." And it just it just kind of felt normal, and it was sort of organic in the way the whole thing happened in that corner. What what was that like to experience that moment of joy?
2: It was crazy. Like we 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 all talked about we just you couldn't even find like our own teammates because every two seconds somebody was jumping on you, grabbing you, pulling you. And it's some guy you've you know you don't know, but he's wearing green. So he's gonna give you a hug and pick you up and throw you around, you know. The you know the people from Huntington, you know, they love us and we love them. And we're so glad that they were able to come and that, you know, we're grateful that uh, North Carolina was able to to have fans in the game because the atmosphere was just, it was electric. I think you could hear it. You could hear it uh, even on the TV, just how loud these guys were like from start to finish. They just, they didn't stop nonstop all game.
0: All right, Julie, we got to go through your journey. Um, you know, I've talked to many, a, a Stanford, San Jose, Santa Clara player, uh, coach, regardless of sport. And it was, I mean, it was, quite a maze, if you will, that you guys had to navigate uh, in Santa Clara County. You guys did not play for a month uh, in between the end of the regular season, which was abruptly ended to the start of the NCAA tournament. You know, plus you were displaced, you know, at times in the winter or early fall uh, didn't have a fall and you're supposed to play a lot of PAC 12 schools, uh, you know, powers like Stanford and UCLA and USC. So before we get to the game, what was that like to be on the road so much to not be able to play for a month in preparation for a tournament?
1: Yeah, I mean, our attitude for this season was take one game at a time because you were kind of forced to do that this year because, you know, the next game that you're expecting to play could easily get canceled. Um, So I think that kind of helped us in a way because we took each game so individually and so seriously and we are so focused on each game at the moment and um our big thing that we kept saying was stay in the moment and don't look ahead because there may not be there is no guarantee so um we also knew that there was a bigger emphasis on winning our conference championship and that's something that I have never done in my four years and we have a tough team like BYU and Pepperdine and there's some other challenging teams in there Um, so that gave us some extra push to win that which guaranteed our spot into the tournament.
0: But what were those days and weeks like as you're literally waiting to compete again in the month of April before you did again in early May?
1: Yeah. I mean, every single weekend we tried to simulate a game um, sort of feeling and get our fitness up as it would against another opponent. So we would have a lot of inner squad scrimmages against each other. Um, and our team, Jerry always says, like, we don't know who the starters are. Our team is so has so much depth. And I think that's what really helped us um, in the long run. And we just continued to push each other and I'm just really grateful that we had so much depth on this team to prepare us for the big gains in the NCAA tournament.
0: <laughs> All right, let's talk pressure. Penalty <laughs> picks, Florida State, you were first. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was interesting. You were so uh, precise with your placement of the ball. And then you did this little, like, stutter step before you got up there. Uh, and then pocketed you know on the on the right side Um, take me through that that prep in those seconds where you have to get your team off to a good start with a 1-0 and and if you don't which Florida State didn't uh, the pressure shifts
1: yeah I for some weird reason I really like taking PKs and since I can remember I stick to my routine as you saw it on television once the referee blows that whistle I wait like a good 15 seconds and the goalie's just sitting there in a squat like wondering when I'm gonna go and it kind of just calms me down and I know that it's getting in the goalie's head Um, and then I take a really slow approach to the ball and I place it where I want it to go and luckily the goalie dove the other way so I had even less pressure taking it because she kind of left a little early. But, um, yeah, I just really like getting my team off to a good start.
0: (laughs) All right, so you guys did. uh, They actually hit the post in their first two kicks. So you guys were up 2-0, and then it was 3-1. And then Izzy, she puts it in for the 4-1 final. Much like Nathan, it all happened in this crazy moment uh, where they swarm. (laughs) You know, everyone swarmed Izzy at the same time. What's that couple second run to the pile like?
1: Oh my gosh, tears of happiness, emotion that I've never experienced before. It was so crazy because we hadn't had fans all season. And I, my parents got to come, so that was really cool. Uh, we had some adopted fans from Marshall, you know, hearing us on, which is amazing. Um, and then some of our students, some of my close friends rushed the field. It was just so cool after such a hard year um, to just accomplish that. It's It makes it even more special. Um, I just can't even describe it, I'm still happy. <laughs>
0: You know, And that's the thing, Nathan, like, I think when all this started and we restarted sports, there was all this talk of like, you know, should there be an asterisk? Because it's not normal. Um, I take a complete 180 view of this, that this was harder, I thought, and I wasn't participating, I was covering, but I mean, than anything we've seen in decades, because of everything you guys had to go through on a daily, hourly basis, the separation from family and friends and and online classes and not congregating and all the things that constantly were happening and really the the fear real fear of being contact traced or getting COVID and wiping out not just yourself but potential other teammates uh how how do you guys
2: view it nathan start with you i mean i think uh you know not to attribute all of our success to this but i think a big part of that is uh how you how you approach it in terms of your mentality and and being a professional and if If you have those good habits, I guess, on the field and how you approach training, then it should be easy for you to follow these kind of guidelines that have been been put in place by our trainers and uh, our staff to follow in order to make sure that uh, we take the necessary precautions so that we don't miss any games. We don't have to be uh, quarantined. Uh, And if you follow those things because you want to win, you want to do those things because you want to be successful, I think that kind of shows, you know, in and how we performed and just how we prepare overall, because if you're committed to it, then it's easy to follow those rules. It's easy to follow those guidelines because you know that at the end of the day, you'll be successful because you'll be able to play. You'll be have, you'll have everybody able to play, and then you can go into games knowing everybody's healthy, everybody's fit, and everybody's prepared, so, yeah. Julie, your turn.
1: Yeah, um, I feel like even without the pandemic, Jerry has instilled, discipline in this team. And when we're in season, we we all have that that same goal and it's to win a national championship. So we are willing to do whatever it took to, you know, get that goal because um, we all wanted it so bad. And it was just kind of going off of Nathan, like um sort of rewarding once you get through another week and you get to play a game because that's what you're working for. You're working to play soccer and we're just we are just so filled with gratitude this season to actually be able to play whereas other leagues weren't able to.
0: So, Conference USA, West Coast Conference. Um we've seen this obviously in Olympic sports uh, you know, for for, for many years, so it's not abnormal, but I think this also makes a strong statement that the you know, the equalizer basically is, is on the pitch and whatever the field of play it is that you don't know. It's not always about finances and how you travel. It's what, you know, your group of people, but what did it tell you, Nathan and Julie, both of you coming from conference USA and WCC and knocking off the big 10 and knocking off, uh, the ACC for a national championship?
2: I mean, if I can jump in first, no, go ahead. Um, uh, I think it's kind of what I said earlier, like, I heard, you know, we heard a lot about this whole thing with Indiana about, you know, they they've been here before. They, you know, it's in their DNA. It's it's in this and that. And you know, we are looking at those boys and we we're saying, not one of those boys won a national, not one of them won a national championship in two thousand four. You know, just like you know how we weren't a part of those teams that weren't successful in the early two thousands or the teams before us that weren't successful. Like we are our own team. Um, and you know, at the start of the season, I'm, I'm sure you heard our coach coach speak, but the conversation was always, you know, we're always watching soccer. We're always watching college soccer. All through the fall, we couldn't play, but, you know, we were watching ACC every single week. And every single time we are watching these guys and say, hey, we can beat these guys. You know, as much as they can beat us, we can give anybody a game. So, you know, sometimes it just comes down to the day, right? You know, can you be better on the day? And uh, one thing our coach always says is we don't have to be exceptional. You know, when we play Clemson, just because they're number one, it's not like we have to be exceptional. We just have to play our way and play how we do and then it'll, the rest will take care of itself. And I think that showed throughout the tournament because we took out the best team in the ACC, the best team in the Big Ten, one of the best teams in the Big East, the reigning national champs, and another ACC powerhouse. So, yeah. Julie.
1: Yeah, um, going. I feel like our teams were similar because we, in a sense, were the underdogs, but that's what gave us that extra fuel to our fire. We kind of felt like the WCC and our team specifically didn't necessarily get the respect that we thought that we deserved. So it honestly helped us like, thank you to all the haters that doubted us because we just wanted to prove them wrong and we did. So yeah, credit to Florida State. They're an extremely good team. the ball just bounced our way a few times so we're thankful for that but you know at the end of the day I think we just played with so much heart Um, we have a lot of talent don't get me wrong and we knocked out some big teams as well but this team just wanted it more and that's what it came down to.
0: (laughs) So both of you had unbelievable careers um, you know to this point and and Julie, I just want to, as we wrap up here, you got drafted by the Orlando Pride and the NWSL. Um, obviously you're ready for that next stage of your life. But uh, as you look back, what, what is your message to what college soccer and playing, you know, whether, well, obviously in your case, Division One, but just playing college soccer can do for you, uh, not just in the sport, but as a human being?
1: Yeah, I think what, motivated me all these years was to inspire the youth I want to be a coach one day and just having those fans and little girls and little boys after the game come up to you and you can just see it in their eyes that they look up to you so much is so meaningful to me and it's definitely why I want to continue playing the sport um yeah I just want to inspire everyone and because I was that little kid You know, I remember going to college cups and being like, that would be so cool if I could win a national championship one day and look at, look at where we are.
0: (laughs) Well, you did it, Uh, Nathan, uh, you're from Canada, playing in an American college. Um, To this point, what does playing college soccer mean to you?
2: Yeah, I think I can kind of give uh, like a slightly, you know, different perspective, I think. A lot of the boys in our team uh, that have come here—it's uh, been really a second chance, you know, for a lot of us. A lot of us come from professional academies, and uh, you know, school was not in the plan for a lot of us. And to have the opportunity to come to America and and study and get a degree and simultaneously play in an environment that is the closest thing to a professional environment in terms of the facilities, uh, the coaching staff, the opportunities here—you uh, know—we're we're forever grateful for that opportunity and. Uh, the NCAA because the, they give us that chance to study and, you know, and, and continue to play and have that second chance and hopefully uh, still have the opportunity to go professional or, or pursue uh, professional careers, you know, outside of the field. So.
0: Well, both of you have may moments uh, to last a lifetime memorable moments. You're both champions, Nathan DeSantis from Marshall, Julie Doyle from Santa Clara national champions in men's and women's soccer in division one in the college cup congratulations to you both appreciate you joining us here on our ncaa social series as always you can go to ncaa.org slash social series where all our social series are archived check them out all 58 of them thanks again talk to you next week